Everybody, welcome to the Pop My Culture Podcast. I'm Cole Stratton. And I'm Vanessa Ragland. Hey V, how hey, are you? Hey C, I'm good. How are you? And good. It's it's a muggy morning here in it Los is. Angeles. It's not feeling great. It's very uh, it's very very muggy. That's yeah, there's wet it. in the air, but yep. it's not raining ever. It's true. <laughs> There you have it. But we're going to podcast nonetheless because we are even stronger than the U.S. Postal Service. That's right. Through mug and... Right, that's I think my people don't even come when it's muggy. Right. Yeah, they're not into their jobs. <laughs> but we love you, USPS. Sure. Uh, thank you guys for coming to the show. We've got two great guests today. Yeah, I'm so excited. Yeah, um, maybe even three. No, we'll probably see. not. We'll pull that out. Uh, Diane Franklin and Amanda Wiss, who are the two female stars, in addition to Kim Darby, who's not here, of uh, mm-hmm. Better Off Dead, Lane Meyer's love interests, as you could say. It's so, so exciting to have these like fun. femme, not fatales, but femme 80s. <laughs> Atals? I don't know. Yeah, Femme Atals. We have the. I won't tell them that. They might not like it. That's true. Well, they're here. That's we're excited to talk to them. Um, a little bit of housekeeping, and then we'll get to the episode. If you like the show, leave us a review on iTunes. Just go to iTunes and leave us the best review you've ever written. Somebody, I think, did what you exactly said. <gasps> really? It's really funny. It says like, "Wow, that was great. Thank you." <laughs> <laughs> Which one episode? I believe you told them to do. Like, All right. Thank you. Nicely I don't. Done. I don't look at them anymore. I've been hurt too deeply. <laughs> <sighs> that made me laugh when I saw that. Um, you can also email us info at popmyculturepodcast.com we read them all we'll write you back i'm in the middle of writing two people back that it took me too long josh i'm looking at you sean i already sent yours but josh i'm about to ask you a lot of questions about virginia there you go (laughs) that's a teaser for you before you open your email and by the time this episode has dropped most likely she will have written you back but if she hasn't then you can use this as an opportunity (laughs) to be like um hello and then you'll know so uh we will get back to you guys uh hopefully in a timely manner uh guest suggestions (laughs) always welcome uh just say hello whatever you want to do thoughts about the show any ideas any questions you want us to discuss uh or you want us to debate Give them to us. We'll mailbag it, honey. Yeah, we've been talking about this mailbag segment for a while now. We're going to put it together, I swear. Well, the emails we're all getting are very non-controversial, just really nice about liking the show. (laughs) (laughs) Which I love. Yeah, no, those are maybe better. So, yeah, you follow your heart. (laughs) There you go. Uh, um, We uh, are also listener-supported primarily, a stray sponsor every once in a while. So go to our website, popmyculturepodcast.com. Wow. (laughs) Yes, go to popmyculturepodcast.com. Click the donate button and That's then right. give us a little gifty gifty and you'll receive the ultimate gift which is a shout out on the air that's right in some annoying way yeah sorry <laughs> but you know we try to make it fun <laughs> give it our best the old college try Ooh. which means we sleep in a lot and uh, yeah we show up when we can ditch classes we have um, a cool boyfriend that is a bad influence <laughs> and really exploit our body issues I guess we're in a sing song mood this morning so watch out guys oh yeah I'll turn it off for the ladies alright our guest today, well, um, guys, it's the two the two lovely leading ladies. Ooh, alliteration! I didn't oh yeah, to do that. very nice. The two lovely leading ladies of Lane. Mm. I don't have another L. <laughs> okay. From Better Off Dead, uh, they've done several other things as well, which we'll discuss. Diane Franklin and Amanda Wiss are here. Hello. Hey. Hi. Hey guys. I'm so excited oh, sure. to have you guys. I have to say right off the top, you brought a jacket and a hat that made our day. Uh, well, you know, I think it, it, when you. S- 
think of Better Off Dead, you know, it's like you can't have, uh, you, I can't come here without talking like Monique. <laughs> and bringing this uh, quote here, it is, uh, it is important uh, to bring back the memories immediately, right? Oh, it brought him back. And Cole looked so cute in it. Yeah, I wore the hat in the photo. In case We're going to put your baby in that photo. Yeah. I cannot wait. Yeah. Also, yeah. I think I wasn't maybe going the through first like a Terrence Trent Derby phase. <gasps> real time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I should have uh, brought my ski pants. Oh, oh yeah. All right. No, I was, you know, oh, I've yeah. been actually wondering somewhere I, I think I have the better outfit, that ski outfit, somewhere. Do you have the ski outfit? No. Oh, my gosh. Sounds like one of you is a hoarder. <laughs> Never mind. I, I have no memorabilia. Way. I don't even have one of the coat hangers. I, um, I know. That is so tragic. I mean, come on. Somebody that, took them all, and nobody would fess up to who took them. No, I you never, really? Yeah, you never the got coat, one. Those coat hangers were with her face on it. Seriously. They the best yeah. prop of any film ever. Someone has them, and someone's going to have to give up that information. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. They, yeah. We'll get to they're, the bottom of it. We'll, yeah. we'll we specialize in sleuthing. It's Podcasting is only and that's why I'm only here. Sleuth movie props. Right. That's right. It's a right. very particular. That's right. that's what I do. came for the sleuthing. Right. You, have to, you have to go on eBay, you know, and just search it, right? Oh yeah. Oh, that'll be so sad. It's all about asking questions to the right people. Right. And speaking yeah. of asking questions, check this out. Oh, transition. the first thing we're going to talk about. Uh, E.L. James. Oh yeah, this is good. The author of the acclaimed novel uh, Fifty Shades of Grey. Uh, did a Twitter Q&A where she said, I'll answer any questions for an hour, and it backfired spectacularly. Uh-oh. Really? What oh, happened? I, I missed this. Yeah. She was, like, did the smart thing by, like, just not addressing all the hate coming through. She <gasps> basically just answered a few of the legitimate questions she got, and then said, that was fun, bye. After oh. the end of an hour, she stayed for the full hour that she was going to do it. But it was just, it's but if you pretty hilarious. the hashtag, I, I think it was Ask E.L. James. Ask E.L. James, yeah. um, the stuff that came up, I mean, it was like 80 to 90% not friendly, not literary oh, questions. No. Well, I mean, I mean, kind of fairly not friendly. There were a lot of things like, so how do you feel about teaching young girls that a man who hits her and makes her feel like crap is okay? Right. Um, I think yeah. that was the majority of the questions. And there were like a few copycat crimes that happened that were referenced, like you haven't made any statement on these. Um, kids that got into relationships sort of like Yep, in the beginning, consenting to a sort of scenario like that, and yep. then it got way out of hand. So it was, I wouldn't say delightful is the right word to read all these <laughs> things. But here, are, here are some of the tweets that okay, came through. Okay, okay good, let's hear. Are you as homophobic in real life as your books are? Asking for a friend. <laughs> um, I, if I tracked your cell phone and followed you to a bar, but I said it was because I was worried about you, would that be okay? That's great. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, my God. Are you aware of just how racist your work is, or do you write it off as part of your immense literary skill? Uh, somebody else did a thing. I can not see this one here, but something like, uh, do you need to wait for uh, the twi- Stephanie Meyer to do a Twitter Q&A first, and then you'll just copy Ooh. that? Like, Ooh. Yeah. It was Arrow brutal. to the heart. Okay. It's just tons of that. Wow. And, wow, it's just amazing to be like, I don't know why anybody puts themselves out there like that if you know that your thing is not that... If it's that controversial. Have aware from... The very beginning that a lot of people felt that way. Yeah, it's so divisive. I mean, like, it's obviously a huge bestseller. I mean, the amount yeah. of money it's made. So there's there's a fan base. But I don't think those same fans are, like, in the mood to usually ask questions. I think they want to read it and have their little private Yeah, moments. but isn't the fan base, like, 
middle-aged women. I doubt they're yeah. on Twitter doing right. doing a Q and A. I'm a middle-aged woman. No, asking I, for a friend. <laughs> and I, I have to confess, I have not seen it, and I, I actually have not seen it because I didn't. I heard the. I didn't hear good reviews. Like, so I just did you like, read any of the books? No, no. Like, it's just like I'm just you know. I'm sure it was written. You know, I'm sure she had to like listen to a lot of people to write stuff. You know, that often is sometimes like the writer will write things and they don't buy it. But if you know whoever has the money has the say, and so you have to put in things maybe that are not quite what you believe. But I do think that um, I don't know. Uh, but I didn't see it. So, but I, when I when I hear about it, I'm thinking, you know, she she did it. She's going to have to be on. She's going to have to like deal with it because yeah don't put yourself out there like that if you aren't ready for it you gotta be ready and you're not not like you're not respect you're not Maya Angelou you know yeah (laughs) so if you're gonna do this thing like could you imagine if she was doing the the poem before the inauguration (laughs) (laughs) I guess we have to see who our next president will be (laughs) inaugural poem (laughs) my inner goddess did a backflip when I heard you were elected I have read all the books in the name of research Um, so I feel like I can say they're very bad yeah, uh, I mean they're uh, like no, okay. It's like porn, uh, book porn, and so, it's sort of like like. Are we talking about like you know guys can do porn, so girls can do porn, like you know like well, the worst it's based of off a of fan fiction, yeah. And so yeah. then she extrapolated oh. sort of she the took off a copyright. I read the yeah. first one in in the name of research as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. yes. you have to. Yeah, I, mean, I had to I as a modern woman. You have to have I, an educated. I had guy. to, so I could form <laughs> so, was it, was, my own so, opinion. Was it was it hot? I mean, was it or is the book compared to the film? Well, I've never read erotica uh-huh. like but, but that got so much so popular and we had jenny right. uh, mullen on the podcast and she had just read it when it just came out and she was like oh you have to read it and i, I got it on my um ipad right after that and i was like oh ooh. so it was definitely like exciting in a way because i never look at that but right. probably much in the same way porn is i don't watch porn but i'm not there's no judgment but i feel like people wouldn't always be 100 percent behind the scenario they're watching, but it's still, like, right. fun to it's watch. It's still titillating. Right. Yeah. Right. So I, said, I found I it titillating. From what <laughs> I think it's I also did, bad. I, said I, didn't see, I didn't see the movie, uh, but from what I understand, the acting in porn is a bit better than the acting <laughs> in the movie. Yeah. So, now, uh, I didn't see the movie. Hey-oh. I didn't see it. Touché. That's what I have heard. Uh, so I don't know. I mean, she's, she's, would say. Would she can say. deal with an hour of <laughs> shitty questions, yeah. trolls online, considering that she could probably fill a swimming pool up with coins yeah. like Scrooge McDuck oh, and, and dive go into for it. A swim. Um, well, it's also nice to read some of those questions because. I think even if you did read it just for fun or whatever, it's nice to think of really what you're consuming and what that message is, even when it's just for fun, to be a little more conscious of like, oh, yeah, this is out in the world as something that we're, you know, holding up as like women love this. And it's Mm -hmm. not encouraging anything good for a woman, not anything. Right. No self-esteem. I mean, so it kind of does give me pause. Even somebody that read it with like a wink, you know, I I never thought this was a good book, but still it's like, Oh, I don't even know that I should ever put those things in my head. Yeah. 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 And and you know what? The other thing is, I guess because it's a sexual, you know, um, you're going to, they're going to get an audience because they're just curious. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think, I mean, although 
audiences are much more educated than they used to be, you know, because we have a lot of, I mean, you know, there's so much information and shows out there that you have to be more educated. I mean, you, you can't not be because you have choices now. You, you know, it used to be where you just can watch one thing or one show or one movie, or, you know, and you had to pay money to go see it. And now it's, there's so much free entertainment. It's really the audience's choice to decide what they like and what they don't. So it's almost like um, you have to just, even though, let's say you're, you know, over 21 or whatever, and you want to go, you know, there's porn, you might choose to watch this porn, but not that porn. Mm-hmm. Or like, you know what I mean? I'm like this kind of porn person. Like, you become more specialized in what you're watching. There's just a lot of content watching. now. There's so much yeah, content out right? there that, like, yeah, you can choose what you want to consume. Unfortunately, I still feel like a lot of the crap, you know, they say the cream rises, but <laughs> right. a lot of the crap does too. And, you know, there's things mm-hmm. like, you know, we talked about Kardashians yeah. and things like that and things too. Like, people that, like, are incredibly famous for doing nothing. Um, right. And people that like, watch Flock It yeah. right. you know, watch it in droves. So, you know, I, don't know, I think there's always going to be things that hit big, become a cultural touchstone for a second, and yeah. you look back at it. There's things you look back at now, and you're like, remember when we were like really into swing dancing for a year? Right, 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 right. Remember when that was a thing? Like, but you see, yeah. what you're talking about is like it's, it, it expresses today's culture. So, like Kardashian will express today's culture. As a negative thing, whatever, positive. I mean, we had, you know, some part, a very small part of culture. I I don't think that they're actually expressing culture. No, no, let's put it that way. I think that that, that people are being fed (laughs) sand and they're being told it's water and they're thirsty. But no, no, Mad Max is kind of feeling. I I guess what I'm saying is that it will identify this time period. Oh, yeah, there's definitely going to be stamps. But, you know, it is now, today's generation is the main thing is them figuring out what they personally like or not like. It's really about the audiences. The audience is now the one who, who our culture is going to define, you know, what people watch is going to define who they are. As opposed to before it was just like, you didn't have as many choices, so you weren't going to be, the audience was like, you know, oh, I guess you like comedy, so you're all going to watch this. But um, it's more specialized. Yeah. You know? I oh, don't think. there's a new documentary. I just started it, so I haven't finished, but I started it, and it's so good already. Um, it's Rashida Jones' Hot Girls Wanted on Netflix. And oh, I've been wanting, I'm going to start that. So that, this conversation is like maybe the positive side is that people are making things like that, that are right. exploiting this industry a little more, exploiting an already exploited industry, right. um, but trying to kind of help the women in those situations. So. If you don't like E.L. James, maybe watch that. Yes. <laughs> Not in the name of her, but... It feels weird for me to go the exact opposite direction with the second thing. Uh, yeah, it's good. Yeah, right? So you go from E.L. James to President Obama, uh, who was on WTF the podcast, which is uh, Mark Maron's podcast, which is huge. Yeah. Because, one, it legitimizes podcasting. Right. In a way that, I mean, I feel like it's already mm-hmm. been semi-legitimized or less. Yeah. Not like this, but, but not like that's this. Pretty big, yeah. Like, yeah. he showed up in Marin's garage. Yep. That's you know? amazing. It's, I did not is, know this. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So awesome. So he, like, the episode is, it's good. Like, I listened to yeah. it. There, It's an hour long. He uh, starts out by, before he gets there, just describing that, like, okay, there's Secret Service everywhere. Hmm. There's a sniper on my neighbor's roof. (laughs) (laughs) The neighborhood knows it's kind of on lockdown. People are out with signs saying, like, yay, Obama or whatever. But it's crazy. I've been vetted forever. There's 90 people here. But from what I understand is that Marin and them, there's no questions that weren't allowed to be asked. And they were given final cut. Wow. Which is pretty great. Wow. I mean, that shows such trust in Obama as a speaker and a, a person that can handle his stuff and in Marin, like it's just, it's yeah. a really respectful way to approach it. So. And it ended up being yeah. completely 
I would say uh, non-controversial. I mean, I listen. There were there were some parts that I guess everyone can get upset over something, um, and there were some some things that got people a little flustered. But it was it was really what a interesting human thing to, to do. Such a human, yeah. Such a humanist and such a. I mean, it just it just I think expresses like who he is. That he has such confidence in who he is. And look, he knows you know there's going to be people who like or dislike what he says. There'll be people who dis you know like or dislike it because the other people say they dislike yeah. or like it. I mean, it doesn't even bear on it. It's just that he's such a humanist and he he walks the walk. You know, I, yeah. I just think that's it, he's going to be. He's just a memorable president. When was this? Uh, it Two was weeks ago? a couple weeks ago. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. What's, what's really, I mean, one, he doesn't really have a lot to lose at this point because he's got like a year and a half left right. in his term. So it's not, he's not, he can't really so run. Cool. So he can go out and do these things. But right. also, I feel like, I think Clinton started it by playing the saxophone on Arsenio Hall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like just the whole, like, hey, we're I'm humans. A we yeah. can be yeah. cool. And I'm going to go and do outlets that aren't like these like debates on CNN or whatever, where it's yeah. very regimented it's and like, acrimonious. Yeah. And, it also and hard to hear. You're hard mm-hmm. to hear the message when there's so much acrimony flying yeah. around. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting because usually the way our presidents are humanized to us is by scandal. Yes. Like mm-hmm. the only time that we nice. see them as real yep. people is when they've done something that someone finds deplorable. Exactly. So to say like, yeah. here I am being me. Normal. Well, I think it's interesting that the only way we can see somebody in, that we put in a position of authority as, um, level with us is is that we bring them down as mm-hmm. opposed to us rising as us feeling rising. that we're you know on a level of you know whether it's intelligence or thought or running a great podcast i just think it's interesting that yeah. in order to humanize somebody we have to bring them it's down sad. Yeah. instead of like because we want them to come down because we've put them above us instead of us just all kind of thinking that there's general that respect are better at different things but we're all we all have reason to feel good yeah it's just people like whenever you, somebody succeeds at something you know the boo birds are going to come out i call them because mm-hmm. it's like if you start to get hate then you're like oh, i'm doing something right because right. Um, that means that people are aware of me and they're hearing enough. me <laughs> whereas to be frightened yeah by exactly <laughs> like if they but if i wasn't getting trolled by some people then ah oh, shit i'm not making an impact right. you know what i mean there's yeah. that kind of thing well when you think about it in a way bizarre way he's sort of like the parent of the united states mm-hmm. do you know what i mean you're not going to always agree with what your parents says but they have to have the right motives and the right uh standards and you know in be- your best interests at heart you know? you know what i think is interesting it seems like i was just talking about this to some people at a dinner party mm-hmm. um is that i think like we used to as adults have a lot more discourse that you could hear somebody else's point of view even if you were mm-hmm. completely opposed to what they were saying but understand that somebody could have that opinion and then you would have time to express yours yeah i feel and maybe it's the, with the advent of internet and social media there seems to be no tolerance for somebody else's opinion yeah. like um i'm a democrat therefore mm-hmm. if somebody yeah. says something that's more conservative than what i believe the, like, i just feel like there's this well you this see all those posts as, as soon as any right. bill passes or anything that's yeah. like i'm doing my own friending now like yeah, yeah. Okay. i just think it's interesting because i think it's it's part of our idiocracy that we can't have we can't let somebody else have a different opinion than us. Yeah, it's weird. Even if we're violently opposed to it, but let them have that and and have them let right. hear our opinion. Like, because I think there used to be a broader, there used to be more room for that sort of discussion, I believe. Yeah. Well, what kills um, me too I totally is agree. like, I on agree. social media, like Facebook especially, like, 
I, people soapbox on there all the time and they write these posts that go on forever and that they they're ridiculous half the time and then other people are like oh i gotta unfriend this guy now blah right. blah blah and i was like well you know it's annoying were you ever friends because right. if so really rethink that decision oh like i met them one time at something and yeah. sometimes when we friended each other i know very little about this person and then they have this extreme view on something that might turn me off but fine i just ignored i just scroll past it yeah. well the only the experience that I have personally that reminds me of this is I did a post. Um, I never post controversial things. I post like, yay for good news. Well, <laughs> me usually. too. Me or, too. Oh, no, exactly. that's too bad. I'm the Pollyanna. Of yeah. Yes, exactly. But I did do one that was pretty charged because I took my baby to Disneyland and it was during the same time that there was a measles outbreak there oh. that wasn't found out until two weeks later. Right. And so we're like panicking because he was too young for the vaccine right. at that point. But it was unvaccinated kids on the stuff. And so I did a post just like if you choose to un- to not vaccinate, you shouldn't go yeah. to places that mm-hmm. tons of kids come. I mean, like think of the worst examples of kids yeah. with cancer that can't get those vaccinations. <clears throat> right. Like do not it is irresponsible, in my right. opinion, to not vaccinate. And I think a lot of those opinions are not that informed. So mm-hmm. really think about it, at least, if you make that choice. It wasn't super angry. I sounded angrier then than I did right. in the post. Huh. But it acts, and I linked to an article just about vaccines, not a polarizing article, in my opinion. It went viral. Oh, my gosh. And I, like, I think there were... 100,000 shares. Something happened where it was like everybody was linking back to my original post wow. in some way. Because I don't have that many friends. But I just saw it. Like, I posted it. And then I went to a rehearsal. And my phone kept lighting up and lighting up. And I was like, well, I wonder what's going on. <laughs> and it was bonkers. People were that didn't know me were writing the meanest things. And then oh, wow. there is this. I mean, a lot of mostly support. You widely know, support. You know what this, too? It, it brings up a point. Like, we Americans fight for what they believe in, right? You know, and and there's always the bad guy, the good guy and the bad guy. And that's not necessarily I mean, it's black there's and extreme, white. It's, a lot of it's black and white. And and what's happening is you in the world, you know, we're kind of in a situation where we need the bad guy. Our doc our dogma is sort of like we ha- are looking for like we're looking for some not looking for a fight, but we're looking for if I believe this, that means I guess I don't believe that. And, yeah. and the truth is that if, you know, the, and it's how we're taught and it's how we're raised and our films have that as well. And sort of understanding, you know, we're, I mean, the only thing that's bringing us, I think, together is the global warming. It's like, oh, we're all one now. We need some well, aliens. Yeah. 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 I wish. Yeah. Well, hopefully. In theory, it's going to be down to. Increasingly yeah. more of a microwave yeah. Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, we all live. But, um, but okay, you know, even the, so we need some aliens to fight against. You know what I'm saying? But this is a, it, it, like a Western culture thing, you know, as opposed to Eastern, you know, as far as, you know, believing that we're all, you know, we're one and it it, it all works as one. I just want to say about the childhood, the vaccination. I want to hear what happened at the end of the Oh, well, there's a thing on Facebook, like other messages that if they're not your friends, I I guess it goes. Yeah, I had not seen that in a while, but somebody, a friend of mine was like, oh, I tried to friend you, but I have a fake name. So I sent you a message and it went to my other name thing because they had a fake name. So I look up this other messages. It was like two months after this post. I had forgotten all about it. And I had like 30 death threats um, that were like, you stupid cuss word, cuss word, curse word. I'm going to rape you and kill you (laughs) about vaccines. Like, like I don't vaccinate my kid. And first of all, it really is everyone's choice. That is America. I am not trying to hunt down anyone and vaccinate their kid. I'm just saying (laughs) like, 
But I couldn't believe. I mean, people wanted to literally kill me, and I'm glad I didn't know about it two months ago because I would have been panicking. But I was like, wow. well, I guess the, the kill little slot is passed, probably. Right. <laughs> but I guarantee you, they're making these like decisions about their child's life, but they're threatened. I mean, they're threatening to murder and rape people. But that's, like, what's hilarious about insane. that is, I guarantee you, any of those people, if you got into a room with them. And they, oh, they, and they walked up to you, they'd be like, oh, hey, how's it going? I want to get to yeah. How are you doing? Because I can hide behind my anonymity online right. and be an asshole. No, but isn't that amazing that when a woman, that you see this a lot in like the geek and gamer world, like when, you know, girl gamers yeah. say something and, and the first... Uh, Things people start saying is I'm going to rape yep. you. And to <laughs> it's true. That, it's so violent and degrading to tie it back to the ELJ things. Not that she's saying yeah. about rape. It's just that we have this unconscious caveman lizard brain mm-hmm. belief system <laughs> that goes yeah. through that. The way to control women is through violation and violence yep. and kidnapping. Mm-hmm. And what, there, there's like such a deep fear of women's power or something that not giving any scientific facts, but that's what I find most dis- disturbing. About no, it's that. incredibly disturbing. I mean, that happens on Twitter a lot too. What, like, a woman, the, it's like the first go-to. Yeah. Guys like, are like, well, I'm going to kick your butt. And, but for a woman, it's like, I'm going to completely strip you of every <laughs> bit of your dignity. Yeah. Why does, why, why does it have to be such a slingshot to the it's vagina. Vagina. What is the big fear of the vagina? Yeah. <laughs> just, it's fine, you guys. And it's like it's, everybody goes to massive extremes online yeah. where they can just write whatever they want. And half the time it's like, you know, it's like baller dude 12. It's like yeah. not even a real, like, if you had to put your real actual name and face and stuff on there half the mm-hmm. time, like if everybody had to be tw- oh, yeah. Twitter checked and yeah. approved and verified, I guarantee you a lot of that would calm down. Well, because people yeah, don't because they'd be, be arrested. Right. Exactly. <laughs> They'd be exactly. in prison without internet. And by the way, I, I did, <laughs> just did a good thing on that. So look that up. Too. I did think it was funny when you said that your post on vaccines went viral. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, I like that. Like I thought it went right over my head. There, yeah. Right there. That's very good. Uh, let's talk about one other stupid thing. Okay. Uh, so <laughs> once again, they're uh, rebooting Spider-Man because again, you so know, soon. we haven't had enough of that. <laughs> Uh, but this time they've cast Tom Holland, who is a teenager. So they're really making Spider-Man a teenager, like he's supposed to be in the comics. Mm-hmm. Finally, right. after rebooting it several billion times, yeah. um, Tobey Maguire and then Andrew right. Garfield, and now they're. But thankfully, they're not going to do an origin story again. Thank God. They're just going <laughs> to. We know it. We know. You know how you got to see that bit by Spider. We're good. It's, like, it's getting to be Star Wars. We're right? good. Like, yeah, we're good. The prequel to the prequel. Right. His Twitter name is Tom Holland. 1996, because he was born in 19. Oh my god! When I read that, I was like, "Well, what does that mean?" Oh no! I know. Oh, no. oh my god! You they can be just, in a movie oh. when you're that baby. That just hurts do, do, do Marvel babies? Why not? Right? I know. Yeah. Really? All your characters as toddlers. Yeah, nice. totally. So That's actually maybe a really great idea. Yeah. yeah. No, they could potty training Marvel. Yeah. It's an animated series. <laughs> exactly. Right now, right there you go. It's gonna have the same um, uh, person's socks and feet from Muppet Babies. Marvel <laughs> Baby. Your child will be seeing it. Yeah. Somebody's listening to this podcast right yes. now and saying, "Make it, for us. make it." Why not? We'll watch Marvel Babies. Yeah, I think I'd watch like it. it. I'll be all over it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't. I just don't know. It's like I think it's good that they have somebody young because it's going to get the younger audience into it. And they'll see it, and then it'll just. Well, they, it'll I'm not a big fan it. of like reboots and remakes. Yeah. I mean, I think some are great, but there's so many people I know that are writers and. 
Oh, I know. Possibly even the Marvel people themselves that, right. that have things that stories they could surprise us with, with you, new stories. Yeah. You know what it is. It's about something being familiar. That's what yep. it is. They're, they're guaranteed the audience, and then they're guaranteed people I know. coming it's to just movies. fear of that's something new and but sticking with what works. That doesn't and then mean when they do try excellent. something new and it hits, then they do that 27 times. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So. Yeah. yeah. Although I'm not, you know, I don't have anything against Spider-Man. I love all the Marvel. Well, it's good yeah, that they too. just did Ant-Man because that's a departure for them. Well, now they can do anything. Now they can do all the comic books that were, like, I used to, because I used to read comics when I was a teenager. Like, I used to joke with my friend I was like hey when they go make that Guardians of the Galaxy movie know, for right? sure huh? <laughs> <laughs> biggest thing ever yeah. like, that's just what's well, weird about it well you know now like if they throw it out there I mean from will the young boys to you know my age we'll go see it because we like the Marvel story yeah there's it's, soft well, it's spots. weird because it's like you didn't used to be a sure bet Mm-mm. you know you go back like 15 years ago or whatever like when the first Daredevil was out mm. with Ben Affleck and mm-hmm. you know that whole thing and it was terrible yeah. and it didn't do that well yeah. and those things were like they would kind of like right. they were very hit and miss some yeah. would hit a lot would miss now but even if they're terrible now right. people want to go see it because it's fun and it's fun it, it yeah. puts you in an upbeat mood okay so I just have to ask you what do you think of Ant-Man I'm so excited to see it I think it. it's going to be like I think it's following the formula that Guardians kind of did which is like it's very humorous based which is why I think it will work because there's a difference between the movies in the Marvel universe and the DC universe DC right. stuff is all like it's really dark and brooding and right. like I don't care like right. <laughs> you can put sunshine in a movie these are supposed to be popcorn movies right sense. but they're angst yeah. right yeah so like I mean I'm, I'm all for like you know like the Daredevil <laughs> reboot that Marvel did on Netflix is great but it's super dark you know right. and, and you know every once in a while that's fine but uh, for these summer big movies, like they can be stupid and fun and goofy and, and have humor infused in them, which is what Guardians did so well. Which is what oh I think. God, I love awesome. that movie yeah. so much. Yeah. I was so just much squeeling through the whole thing. Yeah, it was great. So I, I'm optimistic that Ant Man will be great. It's I'm really excited, excited to see it. To see it. Yeah. The only problem I have is, I know this is totally superficial, but the name Ant Man just doesn't cut it for me. I, I mean, I think Ant Man like. It's a tiny little creature that nobody notices. And then, like, you know what I mean? Just the word Ant-Man is not, like, the most exciting It's not title. very sexy. No, no, it's not sexy. It's a, it's a little tiny. It's not like, you know, I don't know. Well, Batman, I assume, at least a bat is, like, you know, scary. But anyway, I just, never mind. It's just a, kind of a funny thing. I was just like, I saw Ant-Man title and I went, Ant-Man. If anybody didn't know anything about this series, they'd be like, what? I know, but ants can carry like a thousand times their their own body body weight or something. True. They're the builders of the universe. (laughs) Yes. And they attack the garage. Every Every scientist is like, what? (laughs) I don't know about that. True. (laughs) True. I'm just getting tired of like blank man, you know what I mean? Right, 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 yeah. right. There, yeah. Like, Ant woman. Exactly. There are other right. ways to explore these titles or give right. them yeah. fun character names. Ant but girl. There right. you go. Ant girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Aunt. Right, 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 right. There you go. See. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, let's talk a little bit about I, I, Better Off Dead, of course. Which I think. Oh, we have this to is do. fantastic. Yes. Um, right. go back. Which has become a cult classic that. I don't think is going to slow down. I think high it's going to be Mandy. Yay. Yay. <laughs> I was so mad. It was not a great high five. For those at home, it was not a great high five. Oh, my there goodness. Is. There it is. It was totally on my back. <laughs> that was totally better off deadish, right? <laughs> Has the success and the longevity of the film been surprising to you guys? Uh, yes. It, yes. Yeah, it really does keep going. It does. It. I, I think there, just to start off, when as you guys know, when you read a script or when you get cast in the movie and then when you get on the set and you start filming, very rarely are you thinking, oh my gosh, this is going to be a big hit. Or It's hard to tell. You don't know. It's all made in editing and music and 
what the studio decides to do with it, and you can hope. But um, I had no idea. And it was a slow build. I mean, obviously, like, when it first came out, it wasn't, like, well, a blockbuster no. hit or anything like oh, that. Oh, no, not at all. Yeah, it was, like, kind of, like, slipped away. To me, I, I found it to get the most response from college students. They would pass it along. The days of the VHS, a long Whoa. time ago. Oh, yeah, People would pass the, the old the scary music was VHS. very valuable. The, or like, the beta video tapes, Better right? Off Dead VHS yeah. was going for about $100 a pop. Really? It was out of print after its initial run. Right. Oh, my gosh. Because so, I worked at video stores for years when I was in college. I no idea. Too. And so we had a copy, and it was just like the Holy Grail. Right, yeah. And right? then they finally fought, like Fox put it out as part of their whatever series, and they did the, cover, the photo. It was word of mouth from, from, from college. It was word of mouth. You know, yeah. That's what I had first heard it. I, my nephew even, like, he uh, when he went to college... Um, he, he said to me, you know, people are passing this movie around. And I thought, well, that's so interesting. Like, it's, it's like kind of a cool thing. But I have to ask you, Amanda, you know, when I got the script, I remember looking at it going, this, this is hilarious. But, but where's, there's no sex. There's no violence. What's mm-hmm. up with this? It was such an unusual script to get at the time. And I was so grateful and happy. I was like, oh my gosh, I, I really want to be in this because I thought it was funny. It was a movie I wanted to see but had not been made. Like, there were no scripts like that and I just wanted to ask what your first impression of the script was because I was, like, so excited, you know, that there was... I didn't even think... It was so good that I didn't think it was going to get made. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I was like, I really want to do this but I don't think it's going to get made. And like, it's too good. <laughs> It was it was it was the funniest script I've ever read. In really? fact, not to diminish the film, the script is to me one of the funniest. Like I, I, the movie's funny, but the script was the script just makes you. I like our live read of the script was yep. was so funny because yeah. that's the script reads really funny. Um, I had sex in the movie. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, in the, in the back of their car. Not to pat yourself on it's the back. Done, I didn't but it's see. Done very but, subtle yeah, it's subtle. And, and for humor. We were and close. Yeah, yeah. Most of it was more about, yeah. Comedy. But it is, at the time it came out. <laughs> Great scene. It was, what, 85? <laughs> yeah. It was like, 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 we want the R rating. We want to show tits. Right. Like, that was a big like in thing. Fast times. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And those, like, you were in Fast Times. I was Last American Virgin, which came out. We actually finished our film first, but you guys came out first, and we didn't make it that film. This is so funny. Our lives are so parallel. Look at that. And then I did Amityville, and you did Freddy's. We have yeah. like the exact Whoa. same. Career. How cool is that? Yeah. Wow. So yeah, like it's we were kind of destined to meet there, right? Yeah. The, the script is very yeah. like what I was surprised by when I had the idea of doing the live read and I contacted Savage about it and I couldn't find a script online. I was looking around everywhere and I was like, There's no script and Savage was like, I think I have literally one of my original shooting scripts laying around. Oh like, my gosh. I think it's the only one I have. I gotta go see if I can dig it up. And so he's like, I'll send it to you, you can make copies and I was like, Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't want that responsibility. What if I, what happens if we lose it in the mail? It's the one copy you have. But it got to me, and then I went and very carefully made a bunch of copies and sent oh his God. original back. And it wasn't even the shooting script. There were things in there that were yeah. different yeah. that we didn't. It was like oh, the wow. original first draft yeah. or whatever, and it's so different. Yeah. It's very different. It took us a lot longer to read it. It's a bit longer. Yeah. So it was just like over two hours to read the thing, but... 
Um, what I thought was weird about it was so a lot of the big lines that people quote aren't in that. Thing. Yeah, I know. I know so right? where did they come from? Were they improv? I think or some of the things were improv. Yeah. And I mean, I can't speak for, because I wasn't in a lot of. I'm, I'm not in any of the funny scenes. No, 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 <laughs> you get to. I don't know. I just did the sex scene. You were. But um, so I think that I, I think that there was obviously John and Curtis. I yeah. Mean, they're so funny together, and, and oh Aaron gosh. Dozer, Aaron and was, Dozer, oh, who he, played the, the blonde yeah, god Ray guy, Fallen. the three of them oh my were gosh. hilarious together, and they would go skiing. Remember in those outfits, they would dress up in outfits and go skiing when the producers weren't looking. Because we <laughs> yeah, but they they would like just bomb the mountain in like. World War One. Oh <laughs> my gosh! Or, or Aaron always skied like the Marlboro Man. Remember with the cowboy hat yeah. and a suede oh, jacket. I still have that picture. They right. were they and they just were hilarious. I that's mean, they amazing. just. I mean, I was in tears the whole time. We, like, just we in had tears. A, that's the other thing about this movie is we had a great, a great time, time shooting. Time. It. And I mean, I'm so glad that. I mean, I guess you know people have reunions and 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 they see you know things. And if you don't like the people that you did the film with, you're in trouble. And like for us, it's like yay what have you been doing haven't seen you in a while and so it's it's a great reunion for us as cast cast members it's i mean we love we love curtis we love aaron um you know kim darby like i mean i wish david ogden steyer would join us i don't know where what he does you know what he's going on I no, he's he's no, I think he's still Ogden. around. Yeah, I thought. Right, I know, I know. Well, when I was trying to like right, put it right. together, I was trying to get as many cast members as I could. Right, right. And I, I know, I know. And I, I had the same thought too. I was like, did he? And then I looked it up. And I was like, oh no, he's still around. But I okay. contacted right. his agent and just never heard well, see, anything. Uh, well, but is, like, I'm, that's why I wanted to do. Like, I'm trying so hard to get people to help me do a. Uh, I, in fact, I'm just going to go. I think to people's houses and now do interviews. But I want to do like interviews and Blu-ray of, of all the cast that's, that's left because I think it's just would be such a great thing to have these outside interviews you know yeah and um you know uh um uh, Mrs. Smith, you know, she passed she away, passed, yeah. and Taylor, and it's like, you know, they are just mm, gifted, gifted yeah. comedians. I mean, our heartbreaks, we love those guys. We love them so much, and so, you know, it's a moment in time. I mean, that's why it's yeah. great Well, how long were you guys this. filming? Were you all kind of shacked up together, well, we or what were, was the scenario? We started for a couple of weeks in Los Angeles, mm-hmm. and then we went to Snowbird, yeah. Utah, right? Utah. Mm-hmm. And Snowbird. literally, we were in these condos at... I remember the bar was called the Tram Bar. We were in you some remember? lodges, oh. and there wasn't very many other people there. Like at night, we'd go to this Tram Bar and play pool and dance. Yeah, because it was, it was off. Yeah, it was off it season. Was off season. Yeah, and that was or great. something. I don't even know. It was so much fun. So oh my we gosh. were basically like. Um, it was summer camp in the winter. Oh, I mean, it was just so I, much fun. I mean, for us, I'm sure that, like, we've talked Steers and Kim Darby were probably like, oh, my God. <laughs> 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 work, people. With the sounds. Oh, my gosh. It was so much fun. Literally so much fun. I remember, like, you know, sitting by the fire with everybody and mm-hmm. just laughing. And Aaron oh was God. telling stories, right? Uh, yeah, because didn't his family produce Batman or something? I don't know. He but came uh, from some sort of Hollywood royalty background I think or his grandfather somebody, somebody in his family I'm completely misquoting oh this gosh. they were probably they probably ran a carpet store <laughs> I don't know. No, but I think like he would tell stories so long ago and many where is he now he's ago but he I don't know oh. but I think his family somebody in his family produced the Batman TV series or something oh, wow. but he was very um, eccentric 
and wonderful. Just oh, one of my he favorite really, people. Like eccentric he really came to the reading. Did he? So Dan Schneider got a hold of him and was trying to convince him to come. And Dan was going to. No, what about Dan? Then. Why didn't he come to he, the reading? He was busy with like he's like a because he runs all of children's programming. Yeah, yeah. For the yeah. come on. He <laughs> takes wanted, a while. He really he's the come, czar. But then of he like at the last minute is like I'm not going to be able to make it. So I, I held oh. out because I was casting all the understudies right. to read it. So I held out on those mm-hmm. roles until the last yeah. second, and then got Paul Tompkins and Steve. Gosh, I would have loved to have seen Danny. Yeah, it was. What's Aaron doing? I don't know. Like <laughs> something eccentric. I apparently, know. he's very. He's his very savage. Good. Gave me like an old email. It was like AOL email. So mm-hmm. I was like, who knows if this is gonna work? Mm, right. And I, I never heard back from him. But then Dan Schneider was like, I got a hold of him. Oh. And he's in, he's considering it. But I think I don't know. I think maybe like he retired from the business, and maybe no. it's just like made him nervous. Yeah, maybe. So this was a thing. If people who are listening, we did. Um, I should probably explain this. We did a live read of the original script that Savage wrote at SF Sketch Fest this past January. It was amazing. So much fun. had a lot of the amaz- uh, the cast members are these two and. Um, Kim Darby was there, which I'm so glad because we had to jump a few hoops to get her there because she's doesn't move very well anymore and stuff. Yeah, but, and she got the script like two months early and wanted to study it and was Aww. very familiar with it. And, and was hilarious. Oh, she it. was so hilarious. Just killed really? it. Yeah. And Curtis was there and Savage read all the so stage directions. Great. So funny. Uh, and then we had guest understudies. So for Cusack's role, we had John Heater from Napoleon yeah. Dynamite, who's a huge fan of the movie. Like, he's a huge yeah. fan. He was like, he knew the lines. He knew, he all, knew everything. Yeah. He knew the lines that were in the movie and would read them even though he was reading the line script. script. Yes. Yes. Wow. Yeah, he, he, he had the best stuff. time. It was, it, was, it was pretty impressive. He was so cute. I just, I was so happy that he was lame. I'm like, yay. You're and lame. Lauren Lapkus. Oh, she's oh, yeah. awesome. It was she's Janet Varney so read. Um, Lauren wasn't there for that. Oh, Janet's also awesome. That, she was there that weekend. Oh, she was but there she wasn't that weekend. On, okay. yeah, yeah, it was Janet. That's right. Janet. Uh, That's right. That's right. Yeah, I did the Yisukri That's right. part. You were great in that. Yeah. Thanks. You were fun. awesome. I just it was a, you had great people doing it as well. It and, and Paul Bertan from yeah. SNL, he actually contacted me after he saw that the thing was happening. He's like, I would oh, love to be a part of this. And I'm like, amazing. I might yeah. have a little part available. Oh, there were so, so many people. Because I was actually going to read that part, the Paperboy. That's what I was going to cast myself as. And we were trying to get, because John Cho was there that weekend, we were going to see if he wanted to read the mm-hmm. Yon Sukri part, but he had to fly back that afternoon. So I just put myself in that, and then I was like, probably oh, want to be the paper boys. Like, yes, 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 yes. You had up. the best guest people. I mean, it was, it was cool. like really, like, That's they were, so awesome. the guest people were all like. It was really fun. We, really? I mean, we recorded it, so I'm, I'm at some point maybe we'll put out some clips and or something. Oh, sure, yes. Paul, uh, Paul F. Tompkins read Tompkins. Uh, yeah. Stalin. And wait, and the. Uh, um, and Kevin Pollock yes, was the uh, David Augenstier's part. Oh my gosh, oh my amazing! It, it was, was wonderful. It was really fun. It was a really yeah. cool afternoon. I'm glad it came together. It was like we, we read it, and it was like going back to the movie. Yeah. I mean, what was really nice about it for me was, you know, since we were all at a table and we were looking at the audience, you you could only just like listen. You couldn't see what everyone was doing, so it was like re, you know, like reliving the lines, and yeah. everyone did them so well. It was, it made everybody laugh. I mean, it was just, it was yeah. Genuinely. And then Eli Roth just did a live reading of Fast Times. At Ridgemont High to close the LA oh, film yeah, festival oh and then and hired all these young sort of cool hip like I don't know like Actors culture like, you know I don't know like internet phenoms yeah. and things like this and apparently it was really good I wow know. Well, that's kind of stinky though well I don't I think well, they've it been was doing meant these libraries a lot lately with yeah, yeah different actors yeah I think it was meant to be like a 
a reinterpretation oh, of yeah. it. So I, mean, I didn't see it. I was I was in. I would like to New know York. the Spicoli like. I know. Part, I, right? saying, I, I didn't. I, it's a bunch of young people that I've never yeah. heard of, and they're probably superstars. <laughs> I have no idea who they are. So I have no idea who they are. But they were like when people were listing their credits, they're clearly they're they're iconic too. Right. The young generation. Mm-hmm. So what was it like working with Savage? Because that was his. I think his mm-hmm. first. Film. Yes, it was. He Pretty was positive. Young. He come off of first. It was his, off of animating yeah. whammies on Pressure yeah. Luck. Yeah, yeah. exactly. This where everyone starts. He was like twenty three or twenty two or something. He was a baby. He was yeah. really young. How old was John when we did that? Eighteen, nineteen. I was. Yeah. I was thinking, yeah, 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 he must have been. you guys are at the same age, I think. Yeah, I was a little bit older. So, like, yeah, we, yeah. I just wondered, yeah, because he's, um, he was very Yeah, because we were all very young group of kids. and Steve was, was hilarious funny. and nice and. Oh, he's so yet, funny all the time. Just funny all the time, but also had a great command of the set and, mm-hmm. you know, really kept his eye on. He knew exactly what he wanted and he was, I think he was probably editing as he went along and was able to tell his story the way he wanted to tell it. And and out of like all the directors I've ever worked with, there is no director that is like, that is beloved by their crew as much as Savage. Yeah. Wow. The beloved crews him. will do anything for him because nice. he is such a human uh He's so human to everyone. He's so kind. I mean, he does not think he's above anyone, and he's just the sweetest. He's super humble. Yeah, super, super humble. humble. I mean, he was like, when I just wrote him about doing this thing, he's like, are you, well, really? You think anybody yeah. would want to come? Yeah. Um, I, oh, shucks, yeah. golly gee. Uh, like, and he so loves nice. Better Off Dead. I mean, because that's his yeah. baby. I mean, yeah. no matter how much work you do as a director, when you write and direct, that's your baby. That's like yeah. your yeah. voice. And so I think that it's great that the audience and people remember you know, that film so much. It's such a compliment to him because it's really his work. So, yeah. I mean... That's like a gift, you know. Yeah. You can you might direct other people's things, or but I think that will always be well. And at that age, yeah. I mean, wow! I can't imagine yeah. having commando set, getting to do my own thing, yeah, like. Such- and what would my thing be? Right, right, And before we even got to the set, having written it and got it to the right yeah. people, and yeah. to the, through the, went through the studio system, and I was just like, I mean, I was just like, ah, I made a movie. Like, <laughs> right, 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 right. We were, you know what I mean? Like, I look yeah. at that sort of tenacity and. And diligence, and an obvious intelligence, and dedication, and and charming and wonderful all at the same time. It was kind of the whole package. And it seems that at this point, I mean, it's John has notoriously like dismissed this film all these years. But in a Reddit Q and A recently, someone asked him about it, and he said, "They said, did you have a terrible time? Did you hate this movie, or whatever?" And he and he said, "No, I, I don't hate it." I felt like it could have been better, but I feel like that about all my movies. I'm glad that people love it to this day. Mm-hmm. So it oh, seems like he's, nice. he's finally made peace with the fact I about it. I had no idea about any of this until oh, about a year ago. Really? Yeah, I, had, I don't know what bubble I live in. It's <laughs> a good one. include the controversy, apparently. Right. No, I, so I don't know. People have come to me. Well, first of all, I knew that he wasn't signing any um, DVDs or, or Blu-rays or anything. So I, just if you do have one, it's a collector's item. <laughs> but um, then I ran into one person who got him to sign it. And when he ran into them, he said, you know, the person just said, oh, please sign my Better Off Dead DVD. And he said, uh, you really, really like this movie? And they're like, yeah, we really do. And I think, so that impression was sort of like, I think he, he had no idea that it affected people or maybe he wasn't, you know, talking to fans about, or the fans who like Better Off Dead, you know, uh, he just didn't, I think, understand it first. But, um, uh, I, I mean, he's a super sweet, 
awesome guy. I, he is just the sweetest, nicest guy. I, I, I don't think it's arrogance at all if it, with John. I think it's just, I think that he values other films more and, and maybe saw himself as a more serious actor. Yeah, I think that's probably what but, it stems from. Yeah, is that but the film is so silly. Oh, and he's in. I mean, that is film. I think. I mean. I don't know. I think it made it's the most endearing film for him. I think it made him the most endearing character. Yeah. Um, I yeah. don't know if you guys like. I mean, you always remember your, the actor from the first film you saw them in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, I guess the sure thing sure thing, thing which was, was my it. Movies but ever. I think he was oh more gosh. endearing and Better so Off Dead, right? Movie. I don't know. Like what? I mean, I think Better <laughs> Off Dead really clinched it for endearing. Well, I don't know. The sure you thing he's me. a little more of like is a smooth talker. He's very confident in what he does, and, mm-hmm. but he's very like you know anarchist and like very out there and like. It matches well with Daphne Zunigan, who's very straight-laced, and you know it's, it's a good, cute little love story. This, I feel like he's more awkward and he's like so a quirky teen. and right. lovable, yeah. and like he's definitely the guy that that every girl has a crush on. You yes. know, yeah. and totally. I remember watching it. You know, when I was even kind of too young to really have crushes, and just thinking like that would be the guy. Right. You know, like right. the most fun person and I think it's sad that there's been like any kind of reputation about him not liking it or whatever yeah. but when you're so young and you make something and then you probably could say two things or you know it's it's like there's so many fans that love it so yeah. so much I mean I don't I feel like all of my friends it would be in their top ten maybe, yeah, I think how, so. maybe one day we, yeah. we can convince him to do a Q&A or we can get him to do a you know Begin for like day. an interview for a be- I just wonder if he's ever revisited it because I yeah. know that he saw it the one time and he had a very violent reaction yeah to that's it. kind of what I was thinking too so, You're so I just young, wonder you if maybe, right. maybe he finally said you know what I'm going to watch this I'm going to sit down and really see yeah. if I've been on base right. and probably watch it was like you know what it's actually cute well and, and also yeah, right. hold it up against his other films of the time like I cannot imagine that one standing out to him yeah, is yeah, any yeah. less like magical or endearing than right. the other it's right. not like he was doing completely different work um, yeah that's true yeah but yeah I'm I'm glad to hear that did you hear that yeah. uh, this is like a completely opposite because this movie was a flop but it was like so beloved did you hear that Elizabeth Berkeley showed up at Showgirls at Synespia <gasps> this week no, no. Yeah. yeah she showed up and there's a video online you can see but she like says hey to the crowd and that she's so glad to be there and she is like because she was notoriously upset about that movie she felt like it ruined her career oh. you know it was supposed to be her star launching vehicle and it kind of became a joke but she's come around and I think it must be sort of like she gets it. She gets that like there is a yeah. campy classic thing to it. Like so many people love it, want right. to quote it. It's so fun. Yeah. And sometimes I think you just have to own what oh, you're about I think, to do. I think it's with the you. maturity too, where you don't take yourself so seriously. Yes. Although uh, she was excoriated for oh that. Oh my and, gosh! And it, yeah, I'm sure it did put a roadblock in her career for a while. And yeah. I think that um, I think with a maturity and a, some distance. One can see, oh, you know what? You know, it's where we aren't curing cancer, and it's yeah. funny, and it's pro- it's a big hit in a different right. way, but right. it's still a big hit. And I think it's hard to own those, you know. Well, also, I, but it, yeah. it's, I think it is a sign of maturity. You yeah. can't choose as you know, you as an actor can't choose how your audience sees film. Yeah. You know, it yeah. means something to them. To them, you know when they're watching it and you have no control over that and I think it's like sad when you know if an actor says well I like this movie but I don't like this because look I mean you're it's like you're insulting your audience if you do I mean that's not okay and and like for instance um I did Last American Virgin and when I first did the film you know I was young and and kid and that was my first film um but at the same time um you know I, that film has influenced so many people emotionally and it was their teen film they grew up watching it and yeah. so 
it's funny, but like I always loved that film, but I also felt kind of like like when it came out, it was definitely not the commercial film. Right. Mm-hmm. It was the sort of the cult underground film. So I, and I was kind of like, who's going to, when I actually, when it first came out, I thought, no, no one's going to see this. Cause who, who's going to watch? I mean, I had no, yeah. there was not a, a, you know, commercial kind of film. So when it came out with fast times, you know, fast times was commercial. Everyone could see that. I mean, but yet both of the films had controversial issues, eighties issues, the abortion scene, both of them had them. So, but to me, I thought, you know, I, I felt kind of, I guess, shyer about Last American Virgin. And then, um, but when I actually wrote this book uh, about my life and I, I looked at all the, the, the different films that I did and, I, uh, and it's on Amazon. And yeah, what's the book? Uh, it's called Diane Franklin, The Excellent Adventures of the Last American French Exchange Babe of the 80s. Uh, <laughs> the <That's> awesome. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, it's, it's on Amazon. I'm actually writing a second book now. Which you is, are? Yeah. yeah. Which is so I'm cool. I'm going to try to um, put it out this summer. What is it? Well, it's very cool. It's going to have a lot more pictures in it, but it has to do with, it, it, it's sort of my career uh, again, but um, I know this is a crazy thing, but it has to do with, and this is very bizarre, but my my acting, um, when I started acting, everything was um, like straight hair. And when I did Last American Virgin, um, like it was an accident. Like I, I wasn't going to go on the audition. I had stuff I was doing in college. I was taking tests, blah, blah, blah. And it was a day, rainy day in New York, and my hair got all curly, and I just let it go. And I'm like, I'm not going on auditions today. I'm booking out. And then I took a look at this test that I was taking. It was a midterm, and uh, it was a chemistry midterm because I was a biochemistry major. And I looked, and I went, I have better chance of getting a lead in a feature film than I do <laughs> passing this test. So I was like, okay, fine. So I ran up to go to the audition, and I got the, the movie. Which was like, what? A lead in a feature film, right? So I did this film, and so they saw my curly hair. And when I did that film, it was the first film that made curly hair beautiful. Like, But I was a teen. And so this is something that people didn't, like, you didn't see curly-haired leads. They were the best friend, or they were the kind of awkward, quirky person. Was like, you know, they weren't the beautiful, supposedly beautiful lead character. So my book is about sort of that, like, diversity, that kind of, like... I, Felicity I couldn't have happened without diversity. I think I equal rights for equal right, hair. Right? I, yeah. I think I kickstarted the uh, that's big so hair cool. Phase. That's yeah, great. that's very cool. After that hair showed, then you know you've got all the other you know flash dance. You got like all oh, that yeah, diversity all the blah, 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 exploded. Blah, blah, blah. So, but I have pictorial showings of like I have like I've got like actual physical pictures of like how that happened and because I've been in the business since I was 10 you see that progression and it's just it's so crazy you know wow. so I feel like that I mean that big hair phase you know we all it came from somewhere and I, I gotta say this kind of funny <laughs> I mean perms remember perms so mm-hmm. so um but it's um but it's really a cool book so that's cool. awesome congratulations yeah, right. well we'll do we'll, that's like, amazing yeah nice. so wow. it's like you guys get the first preview oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Let's do first. Anyway. We do this every podcast. This is okay. first from life. This I just wrote this one because um, we've done 183 of these now, <laughs> and this one ties into 183. Yeah, yeah this is the both of you. Episode, yeah. Wow! Wow! Yeah, it's been going All for right. a while. Mm-hmm. Wow, um, that's so cool. What was Thank the first you. time you ever went skiing, and did you like it? <gasps> High school. High school. Um, I went to Wrightwood, which I don't even know if it's still there. Kind of like the backside of Big Bear Mountain, and I loved it. Loved it. Nice. Yeah. 
Did you go with with friends? I went with my older sister and her friends, and she took all my little brother and little sister and I. And before we went, she bought us all Stetson cowboy hats that had ski earmuffs. Oh my god! So you were cool. We were so cute because we were also like so small. Yeah, like we were all like these like little people, and, and she decked us out and. And in hindsight, it was so she could find us on the mountain because right. she was a teenager in charge of all these kids. But we had so much fun. That and is I awesome. Loved it. Lifelong. Nice. What a cool family. sister, too. Nice. Yeah, really cool. <laughs> She's cool. Um, I went with a, uh, a ski trip when I was in high school with a ski, like this, I don't know if it was a ski club, but it was definitely like a trip that was organized by the school. So it was a bus full of. Uh, kids with ski equipment and like cool ski guys and the ski bunnies and I was not a ski bunny. I was yeah. like, I was the what's happening? I've never done this before. Um, and I went with a girlfriend of mine, um, uh, Margie Levenstein. I still remember. Hey Margie, the name. shout out to Margie. Margie. Hello, shout out to Marge. Where are you, Marge? I've been trying to find you. Um, and uh, so she, we went. Uh, on this bus and it's like dirty and smelly you know it's back east like the bus fumes are in your face and all that stuff and we get there and she was a great skier and she's like oh so easy easy no sweat you just go up (laughs) go that way really fast if something gets in your way turn (laughs) no it wasn't really like that it was more like okay we're going up the mountain so um but anyways so we get so she takes me and I have no idea how to ski at all I mean I've literally not been down the mountain at all she takes me to the top and says, okay, follow me. I have not been taught how to ski yet. If you don't know how to uh-huh. ski, like if you're a skier, you know that that's not a good thing. Yeah. So I was like, okay. So what I did was I uh-huh. went down the mountain straight down because I didn't know you go yeah. side to side. And I survived. Oh, I, I didn't hit anybody. Mm-hmm. I didn't hit a tree. And it was so exhilarating. And it was so awesome. And I thought, if I can do that, I can do anything. I can be the lead in a film. <laughs> so, I can try to be a biochemistry major. <laughs> I try to skip that, right? So, yeah. So, it was exciting. But uh, definitely, uh, yeah. First image, I'll, I'll never forget that that experience going down Ooh. that hill so fast. How about you, Vanessa? What was yours? We moved from... Tennessee to upstate New York when I was like six years old. And so big weather shift. And I think when I was seven or eight, my parents took me skiing to like a downhill ski place. We'd done some cross country skiing, which is really fun and doable for a kid. Yeah. But I was not like properly prepped on this and I am such a chicken. Um, and I, there's that spot you have to jump off the lift. You yes, know? the little hillock as yeah, you go down. Yeah, and I didn't do it um, because I was panicking. And then I started really panicking that I was going to be stuck in the sky, like up at the top, because no one else didn't jump off. And they had to stop the lift, and they got on the loudspeaker, and they're like, there's a little girl stuck. It was the most mortifying oh, yeah wow. and then they kind of backed it up a little bit, but not a lot. And I had to jump in a snowbank, like, and it was just like, Really bad. Oh my gosh, that's horrifying. But that that moment that I imagine it's happened to most skiers where you miss that, or you're talking, or your skis get tangled, or your pole is, you know, Mm -hmm. or something, and you're like, Oh my gosh! Now I really have to jump. Yeah, like I'm, I'm, do, jump I'm doing a big jump oh. off the, the chair. Yeah, I've oh, done that. Horrible. And I've also skied into lines and wiped out a whole <laughs> entire line waiting for the chairlift. Oh, no. I have to say, I have done that. <laughs> and, um, yeah, like being the most hated human on the on the oh, mountain. Oh my gosh! Yeah, where you're just like, whoa, out of control. <laughs> Sorry, Sorry through the fence, and then it's just like, bam, 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 bam. You know, everyone's like, ah. <laughs> yeah, I. Uh... I don't think I've ever been skiing proper. Oh. I, grew up, I grew up in Michigan, 
until I was like nine and then moved out to California. But pre that, I remember there was one time where we went on like this little like weekend or two day like trip that was like with my class or whatever where you would do all sorts of outdoorsy things, but it was in the winter. So it was like, we're going to carve things out of soap with little <laughs> knives, like make a duck and like uh, archery and like this kind of thing. And skiing was part True of it. outdoorsman skills. It was just all sorts of weird. Because shit. when you're surviving in the wilderness, yeah. you need to know how to carve your yeah, soap. <laughs> that was one of the few indoor activities we did. Uh, but part of it was skiing, and it was, like, not much of anything. It was, like, more cross-country than downhill. Like, there's a couple of little hills and stuff. But And I just remember it being, like, I was really small and, like, not very strong yet or whatever. So, like, the skis were really gangly for me. And I was, like, I don't – this is not fun for me at all. And, like, and because it was mostly cross-country, it was just, like, really exhausting. Yeah. Oh, cool. So, yes, would have been right. somewhere drinking hot cocoa. That is, yeah. Yeah. Cross-country's <laughs> fun, but it's arduous. Like, yeah. after a while, you're, like, why did I do this? Why Wait, am I still doing this? this? Where are we going? You know what? I could actually stop this at any moment. Yeah, I think that's why I was kind of like, yeah, I'm just not a fan of this. Is there anything at the end? You've never tried it since? No, I've just never had You should snowboard. You'd love it. (laughs) Give myself some Mountain Dew, bro. Go up there and hurt slopes. You know? I could see you with your hat backwards. There you go. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. All right. All right, we're going to do my question set, which this time is a Better Off Dead quiz. Uh, here are five questions about Better Off Dead, too, if you can try to figure them out. Some are fairly easy, some are not as easy, so give you hints if you need them. See the movie. <laughs> um, number one, Scooter Stevens plays Lane's little brother, who has no lines in the entire movie. What is the name of his character? Um, Scooter. No, it's an angry animal. Oh, bad. beaver, beaver, badger. Badger, badger. 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 Yeah. Beaver, no, beaver, Woo. beaver, badger. <laughs> That's just full name. Yeah. Right. He just goes by badger. He just goes In by badger. Yeah. Beaver, beaver, badger. Beaver, beaver, badger. In the line. Right. BBB, they call him. Right. <laughs> Terrible at death. I'm freaking out. <laughs> it's all right, it's all right. Somebody will get a biochemistry degree when this is over. Right, right. Uh, number two, the choice car in a cocoon in the Myers driveway is what make and model? A Camaro. Oh, it's a Camaro. Yeah. Good yeah. job. It's Camaro. a 67 Chevy Camaro. Uh, number three, Yuji Okamoto plays the main Howard Cosell obsessed race car driver, but didn't do the dubbing of the voice himself. Instead, it was done by what famous comedian impressionist? How? Oh, oh wait, I, and I Howard... picture his face. Oh, wait, why not, big, Howard, but... not Howard Cosell, no? Oh, I, God. I, I got a lot of money, so I'm... Oh, 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 Rodney Dangerfield. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. This is a very literal truth. Like, if you have a lot of money, you are rich. Yeah. Rich, rich, rich little. Yes. There it is, rich little. Oh, I Thank didn't you. Even know that. Rich, rich, rich little. <laughs> That's the flavor you add to right As they call them on the That's what it's been. She's got a fun take on trivia. <laughs> Number four. Many supporting characters are obsessed with asking out Beth after she broke up with Lane, including what iconic cartoon character? Oh. Um, fr- Barney Rubble. Yes. It is. Oh. Also done by uh, Rich Little. Rich Little. Did the voice for that oh as well. See how many people loved, I mean, yeah. He's think also, about it, like, he's in uh, One Crazy Summer, too. He's like the radio wow. DJ voice, yeah. too. So, Unbelievable. Like, so many people you know? come back. Uh, and number five, Chuck Mitchell, who played the owner of the Pig Burger, is best known as the title character of what raunchy 80s comedy? Porky's. Yep. Indeed. Oh, yeah. Porky Pig. Uh, <laughs> okay, these go. are my questions. Okay. Very different. Have you guys ever met an Olsen twin? Never. Mm, I've seen them. Where? Because my friend's kids went to the same school they did. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh. So, um, so adorable Very driven. and tiny and... Um, 
They seemed, and everybody really liked them. Were they and moguls already? They were moguls already. Whoa. And my nieces loved all their movies. So when I would take care of not? them wow. as kids, I've seen all their movies. How wow. the West was fun is my personal favorite, <laughs> but there are others of merit yes. out there. Okay. So, uh, so I'll say like I have, you know, six degrees of separation. No, that's right? one. Not, mm, that's good. Okay. I've seen one them in degree. person yeah. from across the driveway. Oh, you're living my dream, wow. honey. <laughs> I, I'm living big. <laughs> okay, if you could have co-starred with Sean Penn in any other of his movies, which one would you choose? Um, whoa, I think it would have probably been at close range. Ooh, not Dead Man Walking? <laughs> oh, yeah, well, yes, I could have, I guess, been like the nun. Susan yeah. yeah, I could have been the Susan Sarandon mm-hmm. role. Okay, yeah, totally. Yeah, hello. <laughs> Living on my own fantasy. It could um, still happen. Could still happen. Could still happen. Opposite. Opposite. Now, this is to both of you. And the question is called, it doesn't matter if you're black or black. Would you rather guest star and have a new character on Orphan Black or Orange is the New Black? Uh, Orphan Orange. Black. Oh, my God, I live Orange Orphan is Black. You yes. Orange. Orange. Okay, yeah. so what would your characters be? Okay, first of all, I do. I love Orange is the it's New so Black, good. and I yeah, totally Orange. binge watch it all the time. And if I was on that show, I'd love to play the hippie yoga instructor. Yeah, yeah, awesome. yeah, 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 totally. Yeah. Yeah. And on on Orphan Black, <laughs> I so wish I was playing their adopted mom, but oh, she's like really yeah. cool and from the commitment, so yeah. I totally get it. Yeah. Um, but yes, I. Oh, oh but if you I could create a new character, yes, I yeah. would be. I would like to be somebody evil from the company. <gasps> That's what I like evil, mm. yeah, good. like that. That is like because exactly. we they, we keep meeting new people higher up that chain. Yeah, and okay. it's such a dark change. It's such yes. a good yeah. show. But on Orange is the New Black, I'd make a kick-ass prison guard. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, you yeah. would. I'd come off really nice, but secretly, like, totally sadistic. Really? Because exactly. I think the show's going creepy next season. Oh, yeah. it feels like Yeah, it feels there. like it's making a turn. Yeah. Such a good season. Yeah. yeah. No, I just, I, I would like to play any bad guy. That's, like, yeah. my whole thing. Yeah, totally. Because you wouldn't expect it. Yeah, you and really so, wouldn't you know, expect so it. That, I always, like, I like playing, like, you know, the, uh, the high status, you know. Yeah. But, um, yeah, and you wouldn't expect it. You so would be a good, cool. uh, like, prison therapist or something that I turns would, yeah. twisted. That would be, oh, yeah, completely. Counselor's therapist, yeah. you know. And, like, you know. So, I could yeah. see you studying real So, sweet. I don't. <laughs> I know, right? And, I don't watch Orange, but I watch Orphan Black. And I would love to be a guy that has a clone, but just one. So it's like yes. they did it and they're like, yeah, we didn't really oh. like you. So <laughs> we, only, we only made two and then we're like, eh. Cole, you'd be Caster's cousin. <laughs> See, there's some alliteration, there is, right? Yeah. If, you're, if you're listening to this podcast, you should like uh, friend us at Facebook or whatever or send information to these guys about what you think we should be casting, what show you'd oh, like to see yeah. us in. That'd be really cool, like to see, you know, what How do people see is, you? Like what show sure. they would like to see us in. I mean, if they go, oh, I'd love you to play this char- this kind of character in this show. So do that, do that. Harvey Weinstein loves the podcast. Right. We'll see what he comes up with. So, <laughs> come on, Harvey. <laughs> I just listened to him on Howard Stern, by the way. Yeah. Oh my gosh, amazing. Yeah. If you guys get the chance to listen to that, it is a great interview and it is like, he is really impressive. I was not expecting to walk away so impressed. Was, wow, that's just incredibly cool. impressed. Um, he like reads three books a week. He's always been a book nerd. I mean, just cool. I didn't yeah. totally not what I was expecting. Okay. He just loves what he does. Yeah, yeah. and he's obsessed. Yeah. I mean, um, now you played Princess Joanna in yes. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Yes. If you could play any other royal, who would it be? <gasps> oh, wow. Well, um, gee, who would I want to play? I, I, that's a really good question. I, I don't. It might not be that know. great of a question. No, no. Well, kind of. No, you know, I think what it is is I, I, 
Although you I could play a queen on once, once upon a once of oh once 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 yeah. yeah which, upon what a about time. like a, <laughs> yeah or you know once what? once well, once, well, once upon a time. even like what about like I don't know like I don't know some even like a role on Downtown Abbey or something. Oh you know? yeah. Like I mean I just I, I think that there's so many juicy time period pieces. It just, yeah. just makes me think of you know. So that's a great idea. Um, yeah. You know, a duchess uh, yeah. or something, and then you know somebody, you know the the the, the queen or the princess, or, like the queen or the or the uh, a royalty of some sort that has you know something mischievous going on and something they you know evil. Do. They always do, it's right? True. So you know, I always see myself as a character that's um, you know, like you just can't trust her. There's you are hungry on, for some right? naughty stuff. I just think <laughs> the naughty stuff could be happening, right? So, yeah, I love um, it. Very fun. Uh, this is your last one. It's for both of you guys, and. You have both angered a wizard, mm-hmm. and he's giving you choices between two punishments. Mm-hmm. Either you go about your life as usual, except you shave your head, except for one tiny ponytail on top, <laughs> um, just like a paintbrush of a ponytail. Okay. Um, or and you can't cover it up, wear a wig or a hat. Right. You have to live with this hair okay. forever. I do not like it when people sneak around forever. <laughs> okay. Or you go about your life, except you have to go on two commercial auditions every day for the rest of your life. <laughs> ponytail. <laughs> the commercial auditions you were so positive i don't know why it's not even that it would get it just would be fun. oh but your hair also your book would be ruined yeah that's yeah, right that's you're it would come out right my hair would picture be on the back cover but i love unicorns right there you go I'm, so. all, I'm all going for the unicorn <laughs> that's, that's that's my new market yeah <laughs> Well, you guys did it. You made it all the way through the podcast. You're wow. so great. You know, right? Uh, so people can find you on some of the social media things out there. Are either of you on Twitter? You're definitely on Twitter. Yeah. I'm on Twitter, Diane Franklin 80 um, that's it. Um, but you know, I think, yeah, people should do Twitter. Um, I also, and you have a Facebook actor page as well, don't you? Yeah. If you go to Diane, okay, here's the deal. If you go to Diane Franklin, and you see a black and white picture from Better Off Dead. That's me. But I've hit my 5,000 limit. Ah. So right now, if you go, I, here's the deal. I've got all these people sitting here waiting to, to, to be on Facebook. And I thought like a lot of people would go on my side and go, and eh, no. And then they would like leave. <laughs> but they're not. So I have opened another site. So here's the first time I'm ever telling people <gasps> it's dying. Because it's like, I don't know. I'm trying to do it. You know how Facebook is. It's like you have to be who you are, but then like you can't be two of you. So, yeah. um, so it's under Diane D. Franklin. Oh, okay, great. D is for my ma- married name, but whatever. Diane D. <clears throat> Franklin. If you go there, friend me, okay? And then I will take you on there. And then I'll put the same information I do on my other Facebook accounts. Cool. And it will have two of them. So, but um, and especially it's uh, with my new book and stuff coming yeah. out. So if you listen to this, friend me there. And then... Um, yeah, and then if anybody wants to hire a, Amanda and I for a show, we're we're here. You we're guys ready are available. to go, right? <laughs> right? Sounds good. Any shows happening, we're open. We're ready yeah. to play, play some evil babes. Yes. <laughs> and what's what's your Twitter handle, Amanda? Underscore Amanda Wiss. There it is. And then I have a fan page on Facebook. Cool. And a website for acting, but Amanda Wiss. It's all Amanda Wiss. Yeah. Yeah. All, all the time. Best way to find it. Yeah. Yeah. That's Best a classic choice. <laughs> That's right. That's uh, we're on uh, Twitter as well, at Cole Stratton. At Vanessa Raglan. The podcast is at PMC Podcast. You can also find us on Instagram now. We just said that. Oh, yeah. Oh, I love Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. We have like five followers because we haven't it's, done anything with it yet. But, it, but uh, uh, it's out there. I think it's just Pop My Culture I'm going to start following yeah. you guys. So there it is. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you guys thank you, Cole. Thank you, Cole. Thank you guys for listening. Subscribe to the Pop My Culture Podcast on iTunes. Check us out online at popmyculturepodcast.com and follow us on Twitter at PMC Podcast. Thanks for listening.